Texas Southern pulls off the massive upset over number 20 Florida. Southern poaches a coach from within the division, and Bowie State's magical run has come to an end. Oh yeah, this Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU Athletics Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And of course, I am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, a.k.a. a proud Texas Southern alum, a.k.a. former TSU Herald Sports Editor. You see all that, all that confidence and how I'm speaking with my chest right now? That's because I am excited to talk to you about Texas Southern's upset over Florida. But before I get into that, I must tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner, and finding that perfect gift can be tricky, but Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. Now that we've gotten that out the way, though. Now that we've gotten that out the way, though. Can I talk about my Tigers? Can I sit here and I, can I tell you guys about how Texas Southern just pulled off a massive upset over the number 20th ranked team in the nation in Florida, 69 to 54? This ain't no one-point sneak. But they beat this team by 15 points. And I'm a much bigger football guy than a basketball guy. I proudly admit that to anybody who, who I talk to. But I'll tell you one time that I'm not football over basketball, and that's when I'm covering Texas Southern because my whole time there, my four years, basketball was always bigger than football. They were always better than football. It's been like that for a while. That's okay. But, man, I loved going to the basketball games. My first beat was actually covering the women's basketball team. But today we're going to talk about the men's because the men's, the men's pulled off a, a unprecedented, never-before-seen victory. Hyperbolic? Never that. Y'all must know me by now. We done been together how many episodes? Going on nearly 10 episodes? This is, this is episode 9. This is episode 9. If you don't know by now that I'm not, I'm not a hyperbolic guy... I don't know what to tell you. Just keep listening. I hope y'all stick stick around, but I'm not a hyperbolic guy. I don't really like to speak in hyperbole. I get excited, yes, but I still I try to keep pretty grounded. So I don't mean to be hyperbolic when I say this is an unprecedented, never-before-seen victory. But we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it because I don't know what it is about the state of Florida, but for some reason, when it comes to men's basketball, they just don't know how to beat these HBCUs. First, it was South Carolina State knocking off South Florida. Now it's Texas Southern knocking off the University of Florida. 20th ranked team in the nation. I'm going to keep saying it because it feels good to say. You know what I'm saying? I know my Tigers in here with me. I know it feels good to hear. It felt good to read. I'm coming back from my little sister's uh, band concert, and I'm seeing all the news talking about Texas Southern this, Texas Southern that. I said, oh, man, we done, got, we done got a big-time victory. 
I've seen these before. I'm not going to sit here and act like this is an un... Like, I don't want to make it seem like they never beat a good team or a Power 5 team before because they have. However, I'm going to go through a couple of stats because rather than just tell you about how the game happened, I feel like this moment is way too big to only focus and center around how it happened. Yes, that's good. That's great. And the team balled out. However, I want to I want to focus on why the team balling out and knocking off Florida isn't just a feel good story for the team. It's a massive it's a massive deal for both recruiting and for just going down in the history books. So that's what I want to get into. I want to talk about how unprecedented this game is, the monumental magnitude of the victory. And then lastly, I want to talk about why the record coming into the game is a terrible reflection of just how good this Texas Southern Tigers team is. So, how is this historic? Texas Southern is now the first SWAC program to defeat a ranked SEC program in the AP era. That's since 1936. Coming in, they were 51-0 against SWAC teams. Ranked SEC teams were 51-0 versus SWAC opponents. That's what I mean when I say this is unprecedented and has never happened before. Not in the history of college basketball. Not so far in the 20s, not in the 10s, not in the 1000s, not in the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, the 40s, the 50s, the 30s. None of those never has this happened before. If y'all can tell, I am a, a, tad, a tad bit, maybe just a little bit excited about this. But to truly, to truly capture how difficult of a task this is, I had to bring this stat up. Because it's not as if it's only been a handful of opportunities. It's not like SEC ranked SEC teams have faced... Swack opponents 10 times. This has happened 51 times. That's a, a lot of games. That's a, a nice size sample size to say this is hard. This is not an easy thing to do. So it's not something to scoff at and say, okay, what happened? No, this is historic. So I don't care if it's number one. I don't care if it's 25. That's a huge deal because these are the type of games that will pitch you on the map for a little bit. Texas Southern is going to be talked about nationwide not within houston not within texas not within the southwest they will be discussed on sports center for at least a day this is a massive upset and you have to at least discuss florida and in discussing florida you're going to see that it is texas southern that pulled this off so for the next 24 hours i expect to see this these are the type of things that when you're recruiting you can point to and say this is my school then another stat I wanted to point out is that this is the most or the worst record that a team has had when beating an AP-ranked opponent at 0-7. They were 0-7. The previous record was 0-3 in 1980. That's 40 years ago. I told you guys this is not a good representation of the team. These are money games that they are going up against. And they will always be money grabs. That will never change. But another thing that will never change, it will always be a big deal when they win it is a very no risk not low risk but no risk in high reward situation hbcus aren't going into these games with their tail tucked between their legs don't think that it's a money grab and you're just going to go in there and concede and throw the fight that's not what happens here especially not tsu i can i can personally vouch for that they've been to multiple ncaa tournaments knocked off multiple ranked teams before they're going into these games and competing and that's shown because, yes, they are 0-7, but let's remember they are supposed to lose these games, right? 
they're massive underdogs in these games. So for my bet online people, you know, we like to talk about bet online. They are five and two against the spread. So obviously they're underdogs, but they're not losing in the manner that you would think they would. Let's add another thing to the to the to the little crock pot, right? Let's 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 cook up another thing in this recipe. They've had seven road games in a month in seven different states. And that includes a, a stretch of four games in eight days in four different states. They've been constantly traveling. So they're playing all these big schools while always having to travel. So taking that fact, let's take in that. Let's add it all together, right? We in the crock pot. Let's throw in something, right? Big underdogs in every game. Boom, throw that in there. They have competed way better than you could expect in all of these games. They're five and two against the spread. Let's throw that in there. And they've had to travel continuously, continuously, which can throw any team off. I don't care who it is. You put all that together. So don't tell me that Texas Southern is your regular 0-7 team. I'm glad that they made history. I'm glad they pulled off a huge win. But for those who aren't Texas Southern followers, don't get it twisted or misconstrued. This team is not a bunch of scrubs. Don't look at that O that was in front of that 7 before this game happened. That is not indicative of the team that Texas Southern is or has been. They've competed their butts off with a bunch of tough games. So don't look at that O. Look at that one if you really want to know who Texas Southern is. Because that one, that one victory over the 20th ranked team in the nation in Florida is the best representation of who Texas Southern is and who you should expect them to be going forward through the rest of the season. Next, we'll take a look into how Southern University was able to steal and poach a head coach from a rival Within the SWAC West, a move that I truthfully not only did not see coming, but I really cannot believe happened. But we'll take a look into that as we carry on with Locked On HBCU. But first, let me tell you guys about Boost Mobile because you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. I like knowledge and I like saving money, so I'm definitely listening. Because with Boost... You get the power of a free 5G phone, so you can listen to all the latest Locked On HBCU episodes and the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, you can donate to Darian. I mean, with all that power you gain, how powerful could you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Free phone, limited to new customers, and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and covers not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. All right, college football fanatics. I'm back at it again with prize picks. Daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know that you will too. Prize picks is the leader. The number one leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more props than anyone else in the world. I'm talking about star players from the Power Five as well as mid-majors or maybe even players that you haven't even heard of. Prize Picks offers all the props. Yards, touchdowns, interceptions thrown. But make sure you use the promo code Locked On and get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You can make two to five players over under on the projections and it's really just you versus the numbers. Nobody else is involved. Prize picks allows mixed sports entry. So maybe I want to take Bryce Young on the over on touchdowns versus Cincinnati. 
but I want to take the under on points by DeMar DeRozan. On the same ticket, I can do that. Use the award-winning app, both on the App Store or Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, so there ain't no excuses. And PrizePix always will offer you safe and fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to the, the app and use the promo code Locked On. Prize Picks, it's daily fantasy made easy. Welcome back. We still rocking with Locked On HBCU. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And we're going to be talking about Southern University in a power move. Yes, I said it, a power move of stealing Prairie View A&M's head coach, Eric Dooley, to come home to Southern University. This is a huge move, and it's a shakeup right there along the lines of Deion Sanders coming to Jackson State. This move won't generate the same amount of headlines because Dooley isn't Sanders. He doesn't have that same pedigree. But this move is up there, and I think it deserves to be talked about as such. When you look at it, you didn't just get a big coach. Jackson State got a big coach. It paid off all of those things. I get it. And that was a huge shakeup towards the whole conference. But within the SWAC West, specifically that division, this move does a very similar type of shakeup where you don't know how the dominoes are going to fall now. You do not know how the dominoes are going to fall. Because when you look at it earlier in this year, Dawson Odoms resigned from, from Southern to go to Norfolk, but he resigned after the COVID year. And when they got his replacement, they didn't say, hey, this is our coach. They said, this is our interim guy. We don't have enough time to really decide on what we want to do. So, okay, that's fine. Just have him an interim coach. He didn't do too well, 4-7 and seven in the uh, at the end of the year. But when you look at it, man, this team hasn't been bad before that. They made it to the SWAC championship in 2019 and in 2018. This has been a good team, so I don't want it to look like a reclamation project. It isn't. They're coming off of back-to-back SWAC championship appearances. They're stealing Eric Dooley away. They have that foundation. Of course, you're going to lose Ladarius Skelton. That's going to happen. Of course, you're going to lose Ladarius Skelton, your long-term quarterback. You're going to have to figure that out. But I'd much rather figure out who my quarterback's going to be in a culture that's used to winning. It's not like I have to go build something. And honestly, this isn't that far away from the situation that he was in when he was at Prairie View or got brought on to be there in Prairie View. Prairie View was coming off of back-to-back high-profile seasons. Now, granted, they didn't go to the SWAC championship because that's when Grambling was really riding high. But these were good teams. This is one of the one of these teams is like, okay, they could be next up in the SWAC. Anytime Grambling might take a slip, they could be next up. However, when their coach left, they took a year off. They struggled that year. Look at 15, 16, really good. 17, down year. Who do they bring in in 18? That's right, Eric Dooley. They bring Eric Dooley onto the team in, in 2018, and he steady, 4-3 and three in the conference, 4-3 and three in the conference. Then it, this year he explodes, and he goes to 6-2. and two. So you say, okay, this guy is a good guy who's been trending upwards, tick, 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 ticking upwards. That wasn't a stutter either, for the record. That that kind of felt like it sounded like a stutter, but it really wasn't. It was supposed to be a ticking. Just let's just get out the way for y'all kicking right now. Y'all can stop it. You understand? But 
He's no he's no stranger. He's from New Orleans. He's from New Orleans, Louisiana. So he's returning home to his home state. Graduated from Southern New Orleans. So he's used to the Southern program. And not only that, he's a former Southern coach. He was on the coaching staff from 97 to 2009. So he spent 12 years, 13 years here in Southern. This is a true homecoming. And it makes me wonder if when he accepted the, the position at Prairie View, if it was truly like, that Southern job is what I wanted this whole time. You weren't going to get it while Odoms was there. You knew that. But you could take on Prairie View. He's built himself up. In two days after winning, or excuse me, playing in the SWAC championship, he's announcing that he's leaving. That's the big reason I didn't see this coming. Not only did you just take away a play or coach from a team, this team was just achieving high levels of success. They didn't win, but this was their first SWAC championship appearance in a while. They were going for their first SWAC championship victory in even longer. I think that Prairie View was set up to really win the West again. Grambling, struggling, Southern struggling over the last decade. It's not like anybody else has shown any kind of consistency. But now you look at it, like I told you, the Jaguars no stranger to success. They have a culture of winning. They have the team or the head coach of the team who just won the SWAC West. So you just took the leader away from the top team in the in the in the division. Uh, that that's a major move. So if you ask me what they what they should expect, I think maybe they should expect a couple of steady years, just like how when he first got to PV, it was four and three in the conference, four and three in the conference. Then they really exploded, and they ticked upwards. They tick 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 tick. Ticked upwards. <laughs> but I think that's what they should expect, especially seeing that they're going to have to find a new quarterback. That might take a second. So don't expect to come in and be SWAC champions. However, it's open. It's wide open. They're definitely the biggest benefactors from this because you're getting stability. I think at the worst, you're going to get some stability. Dooley should give you stability. And it's coming in the form of a coach who is trending forward or trending upwards. So you're having stability and a guy who's getting better as time's going on. And conveniently, you heard a rival. So how does this affect Prairie View? Well, you just lost your head coach. You're supposed to be happy right now because you just made your first SWAC championship in a while. You're supposed to feel like, okay, I feel confident moving into the next year that we can make strides to knock off Jackson State. Now you have to sit here and search and wonder what type of cohesiveness, what type of continuity that you're going to be lacking and how that's going to hinder and hurt your team going forward next year then understanding that you have to play that team you have to play that guy you have to go and have your coaches or probably you won't have the same coaches but at least your players will still be there and they'll be going up against the guy who recruited them i don't think you'll see many transfer reporters over to southern I, i mean i just i just doubt it even their quarterbacks leaving so your quarterbacks leaving your coach is gone those are your two biggest leaders, and now they're out of here. So instead of feeling like you're going up and you're rising, you kind of feel like you're going down and you're reeling because they're all out of here if you really think about it, both of your, both of your leaders. So next we're going to continue. We're going to talk about Bowie State and the magical season that they had and why it just happened to not work out this time against Valdosta State. But before we get into that and carry on with the episode, Let's talk about Omaha Steaks. And I still remember the first time I got Omaha Steaks because that bacon wrap filet mignon, 
I ain't stopped talking. You can ask my old lady. I do not stop talking about them bacon wrap filet mignons, okay? They're delicious. Mouth water and just think about it. And look, the holidays are around the corner. And if you want to find the perfect gift for your favorite podcast host, host, it ain't tricky. Just holler at me. I'll tell you who to do. Go to Omaha Steaks. Send your friends, family, an unforgettable gift. Guaranteed to be loved, especially by me. Sorry, I'm hungry, guys. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like that bacon wrap filet mignon I was telling you about, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code COLLEGE, you'll get an additional eight Omaha Steak Burgers for free. We love free, right? We've all heard the reports of the shortages and the shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at OmahaSteaks.com, and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code COLLEGE. Achieve gifting greatness and be forever remembered and forever loved with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword college. All right, as we wrap up today's episode of Locked On HBCU, we're going to be talking about a little bit of sad news. Let me bring the tone down. But you know what? Forget it. We're not going to be somber because they had a phenomenal run. Bowie State season is unfortunately over. And I'm kind of starting to feel like I'm the kiss of death because I come in, I praise these teams, and then boom, they're out of the playoffs. Like, I did the same thing with FAMU. When I started last week, I said, you, you guys are doing phenomenal. Boom, they lose. Now Bowie State is another team to suffer my wrath. But I tell you, I'm, I'm worse than the commentator's jinx. But I have to talk about this. Am I supposed to sit around and not talk about how good Bowie State was this year? They were phenomenal. Seven straight games of holding an opponent to 10 or less points. Winning with shootouts. Only one time they had to do it, but they did it. Shutting down teams on a consistent basis. Having a, a, a star running back in Khalil Wilkins. This team was really good. It's just unfortunate that this week, the two things that drive them forward, which is the running game and defense, happen to kind of falter or waver because of this game or within this game. You look at the defense. Defensively, there was some good. They had two interceptions, but for the most part, it wasn't a great showing. It wasn't their best their best showing. And after multiple weeks, like I said, 10 or less points. Valdosta State put up 41, and it happens sometimes. It's the second most points that they have allowed this year. And Miles Wolfolk, he blames the mental errors. That's what that's one of the, the Bowie State defensive backs. He blames the mental errors and the lack of discipline for the struggles that they had. Valdosta has an explosive offense. I understand that. They understood that. Bowie State fans should have understood that. So they knew it was a chance that this might happen. However, I don't think they expected it to happen as quick as it did because within the fourth quarter, within the first quarter, excuse me, within the first quarter, they were down 14 to nothing. And then as soon as you get back, you get a three-pointer. They extend it with another touchdown. And it's, it's a situation where you could never really truly dig out of a hole because as soon as you score to close the gap, they score again. So you go from 14 down 14 to down 11 to down 18, you know, and you look at those first two touchdowns that 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 uh, Valdosta had. That was the first of four through the air on the day. 
So it continued and never really got better. It didn't matter how much you tried to claw. And the final dagger was in the third quarter because you extended that to a 38-10 to 10 lead. So now you're down 28 points. You can't run when you're down 28 points. It's difficult to run when you're down 14, down 18. So it wasn't that running the ball wasn't, wasn't good because Wilkins did average four yards a carry. So when he got the ball in his hands, he was effective. It's just the fact that putting the ball in his hands wasn't the best game plan after a while because you're trying to catch up. You're trying to even score, not take time off the clock. You have to put it up in the air when you realize that you're down and you, time is not on your is not on your side. So you have to do that. And that's not to say Jerome Johnson is a bad quarterback. He's just not what they depend on for the the passing, or excuse me, for the offense to go. It's not the passing game. It's the running game that really moves the offense forward. But within this game, he wasn't bad. He had two touchdowns on the day, and he had his last one. He was dealing with it. He had his last one right before the game was over. So at least he went out on a high note. And he was dealing with an ankle injury all week. Been dealing with it multiple weeks. And he said it's something that it's gotten worse and worse, but he wanted to he wanted to tough it out and play for his team. And you know, you have to respect that. A lot of times people aren't going to give you the benefit of the doubt. If you play with an injury and you play well, people are going to boast you up. But if you play bad, it's gonna be a lot of people who are ready to just tear you down and say, You shouldn't have played if you weren't healthy. But I respect it, I understand what he was doing. And overall, I just felt like this team. They've gone to three straight CIA championships, won them all. They have a bunch of seniors on the team, a bunch of grad, grad transfers. So they're going to have to reload next year, and it'll be something that'll be interesting to and kind of fun to watch. But, you know, in this game, they got points put on them, and it led to a complete overhaul and change in the offense and something that's not really within your norm. So... You add those two things together. That's really a recipe for losing the game, unfortunately. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. And I hate having to bring it in like this when you're talking about big-time wins from Texas Southern and, and crazy moves like Southern stealing away the coach. However, I did feel it was important to shine a light and talk about how good this team has also been, though it ended. History was made. They made it to their first quarterfinals. These are things that within the law should not be forgotten. This was a team that had a stud defense, one that you will remember for a long time. If you're a Bowie State alum, Bowie State student, or just a Bowie State fan, you will remember how dominant this 2021 season was. Please, I beg of you, do not allow this game to taint the rest of your image or memory of that team throughout the rest of this year. Because that's not what they have been. They deserve their flowers, they deserve their applause, and everything that goes with that. So I appreciate y'all listening to this, making this your first listen of the day. Tomorrow's episode, we're going to be talking about something I find very interesting. Non-HBCU players invited to the HBCU Legacy Bowl? Rocky? I don't know about that one. But I appreciate you guys making us your Locked On locked on HBCU, your first listen of the day. And for your next listen, make sure you go to Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. So make sure you go check that out. It ain't going to cost you nothing. It ain't going to take you no time. And go get some of that stuff for that bet online I was telling you about. They probably would have told you to bet on TSU if you went and listened to them. I bet you that. I bet you that. But y'all know what it is. In the meantime, in between time, catch up with me on Twitter, South Exclusives. 
Talk to me, man. Until the next time we hear each other, family, take care and stay blessed. Peace.